and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, yarn, comedy and enabling in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joe Milmai, and coming up in today's show, we have some news from around the knitty world, Enablers Corner and the Whipping Piccadilly section. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 32 of the podcast. How are you all? I hope you're all well and that you are in fine fettle since the last time I spoke to you last Sunday. Today is Sunday the 25th of January. A big welcome as always to any new listeners that have joined us today. I hope you'll enjoy what you find here and for any returning listeners it is always truly a delight to have you back listening to me again on the podcast so a big welcome to you as well. Things are all going rather swimmingly at Shiny Heights as it's become known or indeed Captain Shiny's world of fun as several pieces of mail addressed to me this week have arrived stating that's where I live. Um, It makes it sound a little bit more kind of... um, jungle gyms in in Blackpool Tower than the uh than the the the, the, grim, the grim and stark reality of Captain Shiny's world of fun depending on what kind of day you catch me on if the children are at nursery indeed it is like being in the jungle gym at uh, Blackpool Tower and if they're here and they're causing mayhem then it's probably more like the Tower of Terror um which will mean nothing to any of you that have never been to Camelot theme park at Charnock Richard um that's now uh, shut down actually it's like a, a derelict theme park these days but it was like a little theme park very close to where my parents lived I, mean, I never got to go a couple of times but the main kind of ride was called the Tower of Terror it wasn't that scary but you know it's all good anyway digressing again as usual um, a big hello to anyone who's joined in with the sock surgery since we kicked everything off last week. There's been a flurry of socks in my Instagram feed and my Twitter timeline, which has been very, very pleasing for me to see. I have indeed cast on a couple of pairs of socks and I'll talk about those in the Whipping Piccadilly section. Um, but if any of you would like to join us, there's plenty of time to join in. It's really free form. Join in with as much or as little as you, as you like. And obviously don't forget there's the sock uh, surgery agony ant uh, column on uh, the thread in Ravelry, in the Shiny Bees Ravelry group. So if you've got any sock knitting woes that you'd like the lovely Claire Divine to answer for you, uh, then pop over to there and put that in. She is um, She has got a lovely brand new spanking website that she's been working on furiously over um christmas and new year which is why a few of the blogs are a little bit later than she would have liked but that is all now up and running it looks fantastic and all of the previously promised blogs um that she talks about doing for you are going to be going up on there over the next few weeks so pop on over to www.yarnandpointysticks.com which is claire's website have a look around see what you think give us some feedback and uh, if there's anything that you particularly like or you particularly don't like, then let her know. I'm sure she'd be really appreciative. Otherwise, things have continued at pace regarding the golden skein and free your skeins in particular. The enabling exercise of the century um, 
it's, it's quite good fun actually I'm getting quite fast at them now and I'm very much enjoying all the ones that people are sending to me and trying to fit those in into sort of future because uh, I have a plan for when what sort of things are going to happen come out when so it's sort of slotting all of those really good suggestions into that schedule and that is still running every day over at thegoldenskin.wordpress.com and um, I'm pinning all of the blog posts on Pinterest as well so you can see it a little bit easier the different um, different pictures uh, for the projects Uh, but I don't do that every single day because Um, otherwise it's a lot of kind of clicking back and forth to share it on all the different things there's no automatic share function from wordpress to pinterest unfortunately so um, and because i've got a lot of them programmed in advance i don't necessarily do it on that day but they do all go up there roughly once a week they'll all be put on there and it'll be updated and you can follow it in the thread on the group on ravelry which is the golden skin as well the free your skin thread um they get put in there every couple of days as well with the pictures you can just scroll down and quickly click to either to the blog post or straight to the um the design itself on Ravelry which I think is quite handy I know I would think that it's my idea but I'm trying to kind of put it in in ways that are easy for people to find because I don't know about you but sometimes on blogs I find it quite hard to find what I'm looking for I like to be directed to a certain article but I'm not one for kind of mincing around and looking at other things necessarily right away so I'm trying to find ways of collating the information so that um, it's easy to browse and easy to find because we're all short of time and uh, we all need a bit of quick enabling every day so um, that's been rather busy and also the first uh, yarns turned up for this quarters club which is very exciting nothing like you would imagine again completely random uh, which is brilliant because that's that's part of the fun really of it and um, I've seen pictures and other ones already being dyed at the moment and the third one is um, about to start being dyed so it's, it's really exciting always a very exciting time when the yarns start turning up so um, yeah we'll see we'll see what you all think come come the first of March when they go out so I think um, if you want to have a look at what I'm talking about with the golden skin it is www.thegoldenskin.com it is my business and it does involve yarn so if you are weak in any way when it comes to buying yarn don't go it's safer not to the wordpress site you're safe because you can't accidentally cough and buy anything there but thegoldenskin.com is possibly not quite so safe so um, you have been warned public health warning but um, if you want to go and have a look at stuff um, that we've, we've got up over there then feel free to do that as well so I think without further ado because you might have noticed it's a little quieter in the background than it usually is and that's because the beast is out at the beach with the dogs so I want to get this this episode quickly cracked away so we can't hear any thudding, screaming, shouting, general hubbub downstairs so we'll go straight on to the news section. It's always good to have a bit of nitty news to share with you in each episode and I'm delighted to say I have some more for you today very exciting if you saw my Instagram feed during the week I got some very exciting mail uh, through the post addressed to the bees and um, I was delighted when I opened it uh, to find the contents inside and it's in no small way connected to Edinburgh Yarn Festival now I know I've been banging on about it a little bit but I'm very excited 
and it, I don't get any less excited as the weeks go on, it just gets worse and worse. Um, but Edinburgh Yarn Festival is coming to Edinburgh Corn Exchange on the 14th to the 15th of March 2015. And it's going to be amazing, essentially. I don't think I need to go into it any further than that. I know a lot of you are already coming. A lot of you have been in touch to tell me you're coming. Um, some of you are coming to my gin birthday party on the Friday nights because it's my birthday on the 18th of March. So clearly it, it would have been remiss of me not to include my birthday celebrations as part of this with all my lovely Yarny folk um, in Edinburgh because Edinburgh is a place that I absolutely love to visit. It's a great city and um, always going to have a good time there, I think. Not that Elgin it doesn't have its party venues, but it's not quite the same as Edinburgh. So I'm very much looking forward to that and looking forward to meeting lots of you lovely listeners. Um, there is going to be a podcaster meetup, which will be on both the Saturday and the Sunday because some people don't do both days. Um, and sometimes it does get quite busy. I've been to a couple of them and sometimes it's a, it's a bit, depending on the area that is or isn't allocated, Yarndale, I'm looking at you. Um, it can be difficult. It wasn't too bad in Brighton because we had a whole mezzanine area, um, but Yarndale weren't very forthcoming and giving us anywhere to, to meet up. So we had to kind of blag it ourselves, which wasn't really conducive. We ended up all kind of crammed in a little tiny area of the cafe, um, which I didn't think was very fair for people who were coming you know, to come in to meet us and to, we wanted to talk to everyone. It was really difficult to get around. Um, so, yeah, don't love you anymore, Yarndale. Um, but uh, that's not the case in uh, Edinburgh. And uh, there will be a full-on podcast lounge area to do all sorts of different stuff. And some of it I can tell you about today. Some of it I'm not at liberty to discuss at this time, although I do know what's going to happen and it is really really good it's really kind of um embracing the community aspect of of the knitting um scene and and how podcasts also feed into that as well i think it's very exciting uh exciting lineup shall we say um but there will be a podcast to meet up on both the saturday and sunday and there is going to be like a timetable of events of what's going to be going on There'll be different bits and bats going on through throughout both days on the weekend and different podcasters are doing different little things. There are outside people coming in to do different things and you can dip in and out sort of as you see fit. We didn't want it to be massively rammed so you feel like you're missing out because obviously some people are going to classes and some people are going just to shop and you maybe you're going to meet up with some of your friends from, from the internet that you know as well, as apart from us. So um, we didn't want it to be hectic but equally we wanted there to be something going on if you kind of need a bit of a break from the yarn fumes a little bit of a sit down and a chat um then there'll be a space for you to do that there so um there are some things that i'm not allowed to tell you about which is essentially anything that i'm not doing and um, because there's an embargo at the moment on information so um i'm allowed to tell you what i'm doing um but other bits of information will get fed out in the next couple of weeks, which is just very exciting, dying to know what else is going on. Um, but on the Saturday, um, I'm pleased to confirm now that Kate, Claire and I will be hosting a sock surgery drop-in set session in the podcast lounge um, in support of our sock surgery year of socks, essentially. Um, we knew there were going to be a lot of uh, listeners who were taking part in the sock surgery 
who would like to come along and um, get a few hints and tips, bring your knitting, throw it at Claire, ask her to fix it for you, etc. <laughs> Um, as well as non-listeners, you know, because it's not just about people who already listen to the podcast. It's about maybe encouraging the next generation of listeners or people who haven't tried it before to perhaps consider giving it a try. Um, I think the market's kind of awash with video podcasts at the moment. Everyone seems to have a video podcast and I'm kind of stuck between whether I'm retro by being audio only or whether I'm part of a kind of, I don't know, a... A select club of people who are audio purists. Um, I consume my podcasts whilst I'm doing other things, usually while I'm driving, um, or whilst I am doing some knitting where I can't be looking at the TV. I don't watch a lot of TV anywhere, so I don't consume a lot of audio podcasts at all. In fact, I have to really, really like you to watch your audio podcast, and even then, I'm usually quite far behind um, because it's just not conducive to to my lifestyle and the way that I consume audio content mainly in podcasts um but uh I, I can't even think of what I was gonna what my point, what my point was then um uh, but you know a lot of people do like their um their video podcasts in particular I see a lot of people taking pictures of themselves watching other people's podcasts and put it on Instagram it's quite funny which is how I found out about lots of them but it's a bit different when you listen to an audio podcast because it's like Usually it's on your phone or it's on your computer and it's like, take a picture of me listening to an audio podcast. There's nothing to look at because it's audio. <laughs> but, you know, it might be that people know about video podcasts but not audio ones or they know about audio but not video. And there's loads of really good information out there to be gleaned from podcasts and um, communities that kind of grow up around them. And I've certainly met a lot of really, really nice people through podcasting myself that I can't and I can't wait to meet some other people that I've never actually seen in real life but to me are pretty much family because I speak to them so often um so we wanted to make sure that was available on both days um for the podcast to meet up but the sock surgery will just be on the Saturday unfortunately because Claire is teaching on the Sunday so um she's not available to come and do that then but if you have any sock questions if you're taking part of the sock surgery and you want to bring your socks along so we can all have a big group photo with our socks and have a bit of a laugh and a giggle and um, that will be taking place on the Saturday so that is the sock surgery drop-in and that will be with myself the lovely Kate and the fabulous Miss Claire Devine well Ms Mrs Claire Devine um Rob Yarn and Pointy Sticks will be hosting that. On the Sunday I will be hosting just by myself this time a little QA drop-in session that I haven't thought of a witty name for yet, but one of those will come to me, I'm sure, over a dram or two. And essentially, um it's a bit of an enabling session, if you will. Enterprise enabling I might call it. Um, I get a lot of emails and messages from people who are maybe thinking about starting their own business or are dabbling in a bit of dyeing or are dabbling in a bit of design work and thinking, well, could I? Should I? Where do I start? Um, can you help me? What do you think? Um, which I absolutely love because I really, really enjoy enabling people to start their own enterprises Um as much as I enjoy enabling people to just try new things, really, um, I definitely have enabled no fewer than about eight people to start a business in about the last six months. Um, 
and it's just something that I'm I'm really kind of interested in and passionate about and I think a lot of people are capable of doing it and maybe don't really know where to start or maybe need a little bit of gentle encouragement and I am all about the gentle encouragement so I have decided to do a sort of enterprise enabling session on the Sunday and um, if you want to come along if you've got a few questions about starting your own business and what's involved kind of everything from sort of websites through to marketing and all that sort of thing I either do for my own business and or I do uh, as freelance work for other people so I've got a fair idea of, of what's going on around the nitty bazaars and what's involved and um, I'm, I would be delighted to share that with you if you've got any questions and you want to chat about it really um, so that will be on the Sunday and times for that will be again promulgated uh, when the full programme comes out uh, but essentially it's kind of dead free form you know if you, you don't need to be shy about it if you've got any questions and that you kind of would like to chat about or you've got an idea that you want to run past me and see what I think or anything like that um, then I will uh, be there on the Sunday if you're not going to be there on the Sunday and you do have some questions or you're not going to be there whatsoever and you do have questions then you can always um, email them to me uh, at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com and I will do my best to help you out with that so that is um, or those are the two main things that I am involved in that I can talk about at this stage and there are some other events planned um, really interesting cool stuff and the are some collaborative projects with details for, to follow there will be mika has confirmed this so i can say it there will be uh, an evening function on the saturday evening yes i do know what's happening no i cannot confirm the details at this stage um but as soon as they're very obviously i will give you my spin on uh, on that whole thing as well so edinburgh yarn festival 14th to the 15th of march edinburgh Corn exchange do you want to go? Do you want to win a pair of weekend tickets for you and a friend to go? I thought you might. I'm glad you said that because the whole point of the interesting mail day was that I was sent a pair of full weekend entry tickets, two tickets for Edinburgh Yarn Festival um, for the whole weekend to give away on the podcast. I know, I'm dead excited. Um, I can't wait to see who wins them really. So we will be having a giveaway and I would like you, if you want to um, have a chance to win um, a pair of Edinburgh Yarn Festival tickets, is go over to the Edinburgh Yarn Festival ticket giveaway thread in my Ravelry group, please. And I would like you to tell me which of the marketplace vendors you're most excited to go and see at Edinburgh Yarn Festival? And we will have that um, giveaway open for a couple of weeks. So I want to give you time to obviously make arrangements if you are going to, um, if you're going to win and going to be there. And that giveaway will be open until the um, 10th of February. So that's a Tuesday. Be a bit random on you there. Um, so the closing date for it is the 10th of February but to enter you need to go over to my group on Ravelry and you need to put in um, the vendor that you're most excited about seeing at Edinburgh Yarn Festival for your chance to win two free tickets uh, for the whole weekend to come and party along 
with uh, all the nitty crew and, uh, and have some fun with that. So, on to more Edinburgh related knitting news. The Indieburgh Yarn Crawl has been announced. It will be occurring again. This is the second year of the Indieburgh Yarn Crawl and it is a yarn shop crawl around Edinburgh. It's just a date for your diaries at the moment. There is more information to follow, but it will be a two-day event this year on the 13th and 14th of June 2015. Again, it will be hosted by Jess of Ginger Twist Studios, the most glamorous yarn shop owner in the world. Uh, May of Beads by Fibers and Kathy of Kathy's Knits are all going to be collaborating. It's obviously twice as long as last year, bigger, better, more plans to come, and I will be sharing details of those as they come through, but I just wanted to give you advance notice with it being summer um, that this is going to be happening, another uh, big exciting knitting event in Edinburgh. And finally for the news roundup, because we're already at 20 minutes just of news, but there was a giveaway in there as well. Uh, yarn and Knitting. Previously an online shop run by the lovely Kate uh, is now a, a bricks and mortar shop. They've already opened their doors at 16 Gloucester Road in the North Lanes in Brighton and they are having a grand opening party. It will be on Saturday the 7th of February between 2 and 6pm at the shop. So pop along and if you're in the area have a look. She has some lovely yarns. She stocks dye for yarn so... Um, always a winner in my book and Brighton has been crying out really for a decent yarn shop for a long time my husband lived there for a long time or oh, we got married in Brighton as well so it's, it's somewhere that I like to visit reasonably often or as, as often as you would want to, anyone wants to visit their in-laws really um, and I definitely feel for a creative hub it's been missing that sort of yarny kind of community centre really and yarn and knitting is looking to provide that they're going to have workshops going to have knit nights and um, all that kind of stuff as well. If you want to have a quick um, look at her wares before the party or if you can't make it, you can find them at www.yarnandknitting.com and uh, pop over and have a look. If you go into the party, have a great time on my behalf. Unfortunately, I'm not able to make it. It's a little bit far to go to the other end of the country and it is literally the other end of the country. Um, but needless to say, once I'm I'm back down that end visiting family, I will definitely be along uh, to visit there. If you're not familiar with the lanes, um, it's a real kind of creative mecca of independent shops, lovely little cafes, secondhand stores, just really, you know, bead shops, you name it, really kind of unusual, eclectic mix. It's a brilliant place to walk around and, uh, and have a look at stuff. So I definitely recommend it if you're going to be anywhere near the area. So I think we better go on to Enablers Corner. It's going to be a reasonably short Enablers Corner this time. I think there's been enough enabling in the news section, quite frankly. Um, and this week the enabling is all about podcasts. First of all, I have for you a reasonably new South African knitting podcast. She's on about episode 10, I think and her name is Sally and she's Wool Diaries on Ravelry and she lives up in Johannesburg in Gauteng and she does a video cast, a Wool Diaries um, video podcast. She's a very nice lady, I met her when I was in South Africa, she's very very funny and that now brings the South African uh, knitting podcast, video cast, however you want to, I, I call them video cast and podcast but I know a lot of people call them um, 
both podcasts but it's a it's a video podcast and um it's available on youtube i'll put links in the show notes for you um so you can have a look at, at that um but yeah we've got now got two uh, knitting podcasts in south africa you've got sally cameron who's down in cape town pink hair girl who i've mentioned before and you've all heard if you've listened to the back catalogue you've heard her talking about writing a knitting book before on the podcast and now we've got sally trollope as well so you've got kind of two two more podcasts there so any of my listeners who are still with me from the south african chronicles and you're missing the the saffir accent if if claire divine's accent isn't strong enough for you uh, then you can go and check those out like i said she's really funny and she's quite active on social media and stuff as well she makes some lovely projects so definitely worth checking her out and also uk wise i've been chatting recently to the barmy girls who are donna and jane and they are down chesterway um they are an audio podcast and I think they podcast about once a month and they're just quite chilled, their style. They're quite laid back chatter about sort of what they've been knitting and things like that. The last one, um, Donna reviewed Yokes, Kate Davies' book, Yokes. So if you want another review of that, um, then you could check that out because she's reviewed um yokes on that podcast as well again i will put a link in the show notes they are on itunes um but i found it quite difficult to find on itunes so i ended up googling it instead so i'll put some links in there so you can find the way to both um but if you like quite chilled and quite laid back um just general chit chat and quite easy listening then they're they're a good um place to start especially uh they reminded me a little bit of chrissy chrissy fletcher of stitched together the kind of quite laid back kind of quiet sort of voice kind of quite calming reminded me um of her so if, if you're a fan of her work then maybe um give them a look so that's that's all i've got for you in enablers corner i know it's quite good quite short on the enabling there so we'll uh, crack straight into whipping piccadilly Piccadilly section. It's been a while since we've had one of these, probably about a month. I've put it on a sort of tentative monthly schedule because in order to have a whipping Piccadilly section, you have to kind of have some knitting to talk about. And although I do think about knitting a lot and talk about knitting a lot, I don't always get a lot of knitting done, unfortunately. Once you start working in the knitting industry, you tend to kind of trying to sneak into quick rows when you get in bed at night and that's your lot really because I because I work so so many hours kind of doing this that and the other um quite often a day I'll go past and it's been a kind of blare and I'll I'll get in bed quickly and do two rounds on a sock and that's my lot it's better than nothing it's better than nothing um so I've put it on sort of a kind of not well not sort of a kind of it is on a monthly schedule now so hopefully i will have some stuff to talk about and some stuff that's been finished for you every month um so i will start off with the stuff that is ongoing the first of which is the golden one which is my kunya shawl by claire divine which was a pattern that was designed for the first birthday of the golden skin to celebrate a year of us and um, being in business and having wonderful kind of community around TGS that we enjoy so much we wanted to um, design a pattern or have a pattern designed for us to to celebrate that and something that would work with any yarn any dye technique um, 400 meters Bob's your uncle and clearly the divine 
just came up with it and it's a beautiful crescent shaped um, beaded well it's not the whole shawl is not beaded it's a crescent shaped um, stocking stitch shawl with a beaded lace edging which is optional beading so you can either bead or you cannot bead but if you've not beaded before and you want to start beading it's a good intro it's quite long the rows are quite long but you've got to start somewhere so I am knitting mine in five moons Diana four ply which is a 50-50 merino silk blend and it is in the colourway Fool's Gold. Yeah, it's ongoing. I am 200 and odd stitches now. I've got to get up to 295 before I can get the beads out, um, which I'm very excited about, although it could be incredible incredibly hazardous with two small children lots of shiny little beads and a really sharp crochet hook it could be asking for trouble i'm not going to lie so this is definitely going to be a nighttime after bed project and and serious kind of looking for beads down the side of the couch because i don't end up in a and e with one of them with a bead in the ear or the nose or anything because that's definitely going to cut into my knitting time um but i have my beads ready to go with that and i'm just working these kind of long um, stocking stitch rows now to get to get down to that it shouldn't be too many now to be honest I know I'm at 200 and odd um, I'm enjoying the way the yarn is working up it's very drapey it's very shiny all of the gold knitting uh, the gold yarn fans on Instagram are enjoying the pictures it is it, it is beautiful the yarn and um, the colour in it is very interesting it goes from a kind of coppery gold to a real greeny tinged gold um, which is presented a few problems with choosing beads because the beads I've chosen have got quite an orangey centre they're kind of honey coloured in the centre and they're clear on the outside so for some of the yarn it works really well and for some of it it's a tiny bit kind of doesn't quite work so I'm just going to try it I think I'll get away with it to be honest with you once the yarn's through the middle of the bead as well it's going to look different again so you can't really tell but um, I have a small bead stash that I'm amassing um, in the event that I need to use something different. I do have some quite edgy sort of um, graphite centred beads. I've got Miyuki Triangle beads size 5 um, and I've got these graphite grey kind of centred ones that have got um, the Aurora Borealis kind of like the Swarovski, you know, you see them and it looks like a rainbow on the outside. It's like a coating that goes over the beads and it makes it look all rainbowy. Well, they're like that on the outside and on the inside, the graphite coloured, um, which would match kind of the whole gold, golden skin badge thing as well. So I'm not really sure whether to go for massively heartless marketing or to see if the orange centred ones will work with the gr slightly greeny tones in the yarn. Just depends. If all else fails, I've got some plain white ones, well, clear ones that are Oriora, but Oriora. Oriora. Um, Aurora Borealis um, coated as well. It's like it's in my house all the time, honestly. Just break into random stuff. Um, so I've got three options there for the beads. And if all else fails, I'll just have to get some ordinary seed beads and just some kind of tarnished, bronzy sort of colour. But I'm sure between them, they'll work. And clearly that means there are some knitting, um, beaded knitting projects coming up in my future because I have the beads. So I've got some nice alpaca silk. I've got an eye on for a beaded project as well. Boo knits, look out, I'm coming for you with all my hours that I've got to knit. <laughs> Anyway, the TGS One Carl 
is ongoing. There's been some beautiful projects in the finished object thread. And if you want to join in, there's still plenty of time to do so because unlike me, everyone else has finished it really quickly because the shawl grows very quickly. Um, and it's only a few rows of beading. So although they do take a long time um, to do those individual rows, the other ones are quite fast or so people tell me. Um, so there's plenty of time to come and join in. There's loads of really beautiful examples to have a look at and um, there are going to be coming up in the next sort of week or so I've got some blog posts to share from uh, dyers who worked with us for the last year about what they would uh, knit their version of the one Carl in and um, some discount codes and some giveaways from them for people who are partaking in the TGS one Carl. so the pattern for that is Cunya by Claire Divine and um, there's plenty of time still to join in so get yourself over to the group and have a look at what the people have done and dig around in your stash. Free those skeins, my friends. Next up on the needles is the Quadratic Shawl by David O'Kelly for Eden Cottage Yarns. This is a simple garter stitch, sort of triangular, um, asymmetric garter stitch shawl. And I'd nearly finished this the other week um, and I ran out of yarn and Kate sent me some more and then I ran out again. So Linda sent me some more yarn because I woefully failed to appreciate the um, the yardage required and I think I might have done a few extra rows here and there and I've not been concentrating which clearly is going to use up more yarn than I had budgeted for um, but it's really, it's, I've run about 30 stitches and it's it gets smaller by, it's on it's a decreasing shawl so it's just getting smaller and smaller now so um, now that the other yarn has arrived, I can crack on and finish that. That was being knit in the Dye for Yarn Wool and Camel Fingering blend from the first quarter of the Golden Skein, 2014, in the Colourway Tornado over London. And the contrast stripe I was using, the um, Desert Vista Dye Works Cell Striping Viso base from the second quarter in the Colourway Fruits of Summer. So it's quite a pretty, it's nice to um, combine the two two yarns together really and that that desert vista is the skein that will not die i don't know how many things i've used it for now and there's still more of it left it's crazy so that's the quadratic shawl by david o'kelly and i fully anticipate that will be in the off the needle section by the next whipping piccadilly section if it's not you can all shoot me because i deserve it frankly as well because I'm absolutely mental the owls by kate davies has been picked up again and the Owls Along is in full swing. There's some really cool versions of Owls jumpers, including Sparkly Shoe Chloe's Neon Owls, and she's on the cuffs. Um, she's done some kind of um, stripes, green and pink neon stripes, and I think there's yellow in there as well with Lopi on the um, on the cuffs and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, very, very retro. And um, there's a few other people also cracking on with an owl sweater. Uh, when I picked up what I'd started two years ago in Africa um, and, and looked at the pattern, I was actually doing a size too big. Make it fit 2015, people. We are not going to knit things that are too big for us. So in the event that I have massively underestimated my girth, I've left that on the needles and just cast on again in a smaller size on a different set of needles, just in case. It's that whole, I'm not really ready to let go of it yet thing until I need that yarn in which case I'll, I'll you know I'll be able to try it on and make sure it does definitely fit. Um, 
This is in Rowan British Sheep Breeds Chunky, which is the yarn the pattern calls for in the Blueface Leicester colourway. It is very quick because it's chunky yarn. So, especially when you're going from like a sock sock, because like a four plies and the um, five moons Diana's like this, it's quite loosely spun, so it feels fatter than what it really is. And you use your kind of real kind of 75-25 sock blends that are quite tightly spun, they feel much smaller. So when you go from that to um super chunky pretty much um on big needles it's it's a bit of a difference but um yeah just got past the ribbon on that already decreasing for the waist smashing along because you know i started it like one night ago so really happy with that if you want to join in with the owls along the hashtag is owls along i also cast on the octarine socks by rachel coopy for the sock surgery in the octarine colourway which was from when granny weatherwax knits socks club from the knitting goddess which is 2012 vintage yarn um i had the wrong needles to start with because i'm an absolute goon so i ordered some more addies and again because i was in such a tizzy about having the wrong needles and i was quite tired i was very tired i ordered ordinary addies and not addy lace and they're too blunt um because the on the rib, you, you're knitting through the back loop when you're doing the knit, it's dead hard to get it through because it's just not sharp enough. So um, threw them to one side and ordered some higher, higher sharps and they've, they've turned up now. So I'm hoping to kind of move them onto that set of needles instead and make much faster progress on that. Then I cast on some more, ne- some more socks. <laughs> I cast some stuff off, so I need to cast some stuff on. Um, but these are these are in the name of education so it's a different budget when it comes to whips and these are the bramble socks and I am using my own self-striping yarn that I dyed at a workshop at Pearl City Yarns with Debbie Tomkeys about 18 months ago it must have been now um, and I, I talked about it in one of the podcasts thereafter I can't remember which episode it was but um, I've still not knit it yet I took it to Pod Retreat last year and they all helped me wind it there and it's been sat there wound for nearly a year because it's nearly pod retreat again but i was very kindly sent by rachel at tangled yarn a pair of nine inch kinky amibari asymmetric mini circular needles so we were talking about them on twitter a few weeks ago about the ordinary little nine inch circulars um with the metal tips that you can get from higher higher and and such like for knitting socks now, Cece of the Geeky Girls is massively evangelistic about these. Claire has tried them and wasn't entirely sure. Um, and we were all talking about it and Rachel said, oh, I have these asymmetric... Oh, someone said, might have been... Tracy Todd said the asymmetric ones are good. And then Rachel said, I actually, I have some if you'd like to review them. So we were like, yeah, totally. So Claire has got some that she's going to review. I have got some that I am using now and I've cast on my own special very special sock yarn um to try them out and um i will review them in a coming episode i know a few people have already been enabled to go and try them and got some themselves already so we'll maybe get a kind of thread together um once that review is published and everyone can give their kind of point of view of what they think my first impressions are they're quite good fun they're quite good fun it is a bit like a set of needles from the borrowers that a borrower would be knitting their stuff in but they're not unmanageably small they looked it when when i opened the packet i just burst out laughing i was like you are joking aren't you rachel <laughs> um because they were so wee 
but actually having tried them um they're quite good fun i don't want to spoil the review um no because i've got i've made a few notes about it because actually the way that i'm knitting has changed with these needles it's completely different um but what i will say is this the the idea that they make you faster at knitting i think is complete rubbish um, they do not make you faster at knitting. They might make you feel like you're faster at it, but I certainly have not experienced this massive increase in speed. I think it just feels that way. In the same way that when you're in a car that's really close to the ground, you feel like you're going faster. I think it's like that. Um, but I have some, um, I'm making some quite detailed notes, so I want to give you a really good review of those. And that'll probably be in either the next episode, which is a sock episode, depending on what Claire's got planned, or... Um, in the one after which is going to be an interview episode and I cannot wait to get that one up because it was a really exciting episode um, to record so I think um, you'll be really pleased when we'll get to that one um, but yeah the Kinky Ami Barries yeah they're quite good fun they're quite good fun I like them very handbag friendly as well um, so that is what I've got on the needles that I'm actually working on as opposed to ones that I have on the needles that are sort of resting in my knitting corner um, somebody was tagged me for a knitting corner Linda, Linda Rose tagged me on Instagram last night for a look at my knitting corner I was like oh my word there's no way I can take a picture of that and put it on Instagram it's embarrassing I know everything is it's a very complicated, complex filing system I can tell you exactly what's in there and exactly what size it is and exactly where in the pile it is. To anyone else, it looks like a pile of bags. And then I, I was like, I'm going to have to tidy up. And I thought, no, I'm not tidying up. That's what my knitting corner looks like. I don't care. I don't want this ridiculous, commery, idealistic lifestyle that I tidy stuff up and I declutter all the time. It's a load of rubbish. I do not declutter. I like stuff, I like to have stuff around and I like stuff to be where I've put it. I don't like stuff to be in neat piles. Despite six years in the military, I'm always, I've always been a little bit rebellious. I was always the one who wore like nail polish on my toes, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Just being a little bit subversive. Um, I know exactly where everything is in my house. It might not be the neat and tidiest, minimalist house in the world, but I know exactly where everything is. That's the main thing. Con Marie can kiss my ass, as far as I'm concerned. Get your junk out, kids. It's all about just having stuff where you want it, I think. So, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know how you declutter stuff. What about if you decluttered, like, odds and ends, and then you found that you needed, like, five metres of a yarn, and then you'd have to go and buy a whole new ball for it? No, no, sorry. No, can't do it. Um, decluttering is not for me. Um, anyway, on to finished objects. Another random rant there. Um, I have Sammy's Funk Busting Tank Top. Finally, and again, I put a picture on Instagram of this. It was very difficult to get one of him where he was actually still, so I had to pin him down on the floor and tickle him. So, as a result, he's pulling, he looks quite strange because he's got his little Specs Rex on because he's got glasses, um, and he's pulling quite a funny face because I had to like tickle him and then jump up and then try and get it in focus and take a picture. Um, none of which is easy, to be honest, with a, a wriggly almost two year old. Um, so he looks a bit funny, bless him. But I knitted that for him in Serdar Smiley Stripes. Um, and it was a Serdar pattern from Hearts and Stripes, a book that accompanies the yarn from when I first kind of got back into knitting. That's how old it is. I have a massive newfound... Res I was very respectful anyway of independent designers and the effort and thought that goes into their de their designs and the way they write their patterns, um, particularly those that are kind of professionally tech-edited within 
the kind of indie circles um i'm even more respectful of now because the sirdar patterns are just awful they're awful to work with the layout is cluttered half of the kind of it's detail isn't the same the continuity is not the same even the samples look a little bit untidy if i'm honest um and going back to that after working with indie patterns for so long was a bit of a shocker for me i was kind of like this is painful um so i ended up having to bodge some of it around the neck to get the stitch count right i'd followed all the instructions i had gauge i measured it correctly i did everything i was meant to do and i was still about seven stitches short so i just picked up the different um, picked up what I had and thought right I'm just gonna I'm gonna blag it as a result the rib on the front doesn't quite match up at the front where the V joins however because it's highly variegated yarn you can't really tell and do you know what you don't keep still long enough for you to have a look at it that closely so I'm happy with that um but it, it two cages just round the neck and the armholes there's only seven rows of rib two forever it's really painful um, and I think this is why I end up with so many whips because I get to a point where it's a bit fiddly and I think oh sod it I'll, I'll just cast something on that's dead easy I can make progress on because I don't have enough knitting time so <laughs> which is a massive false economy isn't it if I just kind of worked on what I had I'd, I'd have loads of nice new stuff anyway that's finished he seems to really like it it's had a few outings already he's been to nursery in it not blocked it don't care get it on nursery tomorrow um, and he's been to play group and stuff in it so it's it's a little bit um, it wants washing now it's a little bit saggy because um, it's quite heavy yarn it's uh, 80% viscose or bamboo sourced viscose and 20% wool um, so it's quite shiny to look at um, and it's obviously quite warm to wear uh, but it's also quite heavy because of um, the bamboo I think so uh, it, it does drape quite a bit uh, as a result of that but it's nice it's cool it's nice for kids it's really bright really funky and um, machine washable you can't really go wrong um, but definitely I think if I'm going to be knitting a v-neck uh, tank top in future I will be using an indie pattern for it because they're just they're just better <laughs> so that concludes my um, whipping piccadilly section for this week and I was considering doing a pattern pick however um, as usual I've banged on for quite long enough and a pattern pick will take it to way over an hour and I think that's a bit too long so I will move the pattern pick possibly to next week possibly the week after it might rest this month but the pattern pick will be back never fear and uh, in the meantime I'll post a few uh, bits and pieces on Twitter and Facebook just to keep you amused if you need your pattern fix Well, I'm afraid that is all we've got time for this week in in the Joe Joe only episode, really, as it's becoming known. And I hope you've enjoyed my general ramblings and a bit of a general catch up on what I've been doing and all of the exciting stuff that we've got planned for Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I we'll be back again next week with the sock surgery with claire and kate and we will be talking about fixing it when your knitting goes wrong so please do come along and join us for that in the meantime though i hope you all have a great week enjoy your sock knitting and i'll speak to you all again soon bye
You've been listening to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their yarn, knitting and comedy in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via the blog, where you can find full show notes every week at www.shinybees.com. I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Pinterest. Or you can contact me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. 